try to talk about supplementation. Benefits, drawbacks, keep it pretty simple, nothing too crazy. So what do you take, if anything, Will? Beta alanine. I'm not currently taking creatine. I'll probably add that at some point. Um, and then like a, an electrolyte supplement. It's uh, also yeah. high in niacin. Um, it's the liquid IV stuff. You buy it at like, they have it at Costco. I forget where else they have it. You can get it online too, but yeah, I try to make sure I get um, plenty of niacin. So I will take a multivitamin, that ancient nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Liz. She actually <laughs> does, does she listen? I don't know if she listens. Not that I'm aware of. Liz works for ancient. One of our clients works for ancient nutrition, um, and they make a good multi. But where you got to be careful, <clears throat> so with niacin, it's a vitamin that you do not want to take large, large quantities of, quantities of because you get like some strange side effects. So my multi has plenty of niacin in it, so I got to be careful when I mm. take them together because then it ends up being like too much. Yeah. You get like a flushed, you can get like headaches. and. We could talk about my um, European adventure and I probably overdid the niacin. Yeah, that's a good story. Because, um, well, liquid IV is good for hydration, so. And there's always, like, reports of, like, when you're flying, you, like, dehydrate faster. So I I took probably, like, seven on a <laughs> nine-hour plane ride. So, for instance, I think, I want to say off the top of my head, it's 150% of your recommended daily value. So, so you took seven. Like a thousand percent so over. a thousand percent. And like for the week after, like just the first week, I felt like overheated all the time. Headache, like anytime we're indoors, it was like too, I felt wait, like too hot. So I learned my lesson with that one. I mean, and that's something like, usually they tell people when you take a supplement, you know, check with your doctor if you're taking mm -hmm. other medications or like even taking multivitamins. Some of these su supplement companies, they just, they assume people aren't, you know, they're only taking that supplement, so then yeah. they load it full of something. And if you're taking a couple different supplements, like, yeah, now all of a sudden you're at like 500% of your <laughs> recommended daily value. And some things you can't, you shouldn't take, you know, boatloads of. So you should be somewhat strategic about, mm -hmm. usually when people ask, we sell Beverly uh, International Supplements. It's a good, good company. Um, they do a lot of research. They're also like an informed consent. So anybody that's like a professional athlete, collegiate athlete, <clears throat> gets drug tested, you know, over the counter stuff. None of that stuff's rec, you know, um, reviewed by the FDA. So Beverly goes out of their way to be informed consent. So that's why we, we sell the Beverly products. Um, but whenever anybody asks, you know, so some of the stuff will have niacin or, you know, other things that can pile up if you're taking other multivitamins or other so I usually like to try to get a good idea of everything that somebody's mm -hmm. taking before recommending. Yeah. I mean, probably the best way to get like a blood panel and actually see what you're deficient before you just start taking anything. But yeah, I think it's idea. safe to assume a lot of people are deficient in vitamin D, and, um, which studies have shown for sure. Yeah. One of our clients was taking, you know, during COVID with the vitamin D, kind of came back in the spotlight and she was taking she was taking a hair supplement that was recommended to her and 
it ended up being kind of high in vitamin D. So here she's just taking that in addition to her multi. And then her doctor had recommended that she take some additional vitamin D. So all three of them had a pretty high level of vitamin D. And vitamin D is good to a certain extent, but then at some point, it's kind of like a U-shaped curve. It like you can there's dangerous levels of vitamin D also. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things that like when yeah. when I asked her what she was taking and she showed me, I was like, okay, maybe we need to back. You probably don't need to take the D, but like talk to your doctor. But I don't think you need the D if you're getting that much mm-hmm. from your other supplements. So makes sense. And it was good too because she was getting the blood panels to kind of back that up because you could also take a decent amount of stuff that you may or may not be absorbing so there's that sure. factor as well yeah. so that's well yeah like vitamin a d e k are like fat soluble so to take it that's why like a lot of vitamin d is like in that little oil it's like a, almost like a the transparent like the one i take is like in an oil um but yeah, even like vitamins soluble. and like different types of vegetables like with a salad with olive oil will absorb those vitamins better than um if i guess you didn't have a fat source with it yeah yeah and then like water soluble if you take a little bit too much it's i mean you're you're gonna pass it a little faster than fat soluble can can be a little more Mm -hmm. dangerous a lot of protein supplements too are very high in calcium i find so another thing to look out for is if you're, you know, eating plenty of dairy, you know, like calcium is good to a certain extent, but then way too high of dietary intake of calcium is associated with some, you know, negative side effects as well, like calcification and stuff like that. So mm. something else to look out for. And, you know, diet gets complicated, but long story short, when you consider supplementation, like you got to kind of look bigger picture and like what else you're you're taking on a daily basis yeah. so where your deficiencies <coughs> are that's where like food your logs yeah. blood panels those are all good like good ideas to revisit like once a year twice a year mm-hmm. so yeah so the supplements i take are basically designed like high intensity exercise so i can create some horsepower and i don't have like a phenomenal vo2 max or aerobic system so those can be competing entities. Um, so uh, beta alanine like helps offset fatigue. Creatine helps offset fatigue, hydrate the muscles. Um, they're all very well researched. Um, mm-hmm. And niacin's good for blood flow. So if you're trying to make sure you warm up and get blood flow to the c- certain muscle groups that you're trying to hit for the day, like that's kind of how I look at it. And then some good old fashioned coffee. Yeah, a lot of pre-workouts have caffeine in them. The thing I like about Beverly is they have everything separated out. So if you are a coffee drinker and you take their pre-workout uplift, you're not getting an additional dose of caffeine, which kind of defeats the purpose. So caffeine's a vasoconstrictor, doesn't allow as much blood flow. Um, so it's like a competing. You want enough caffeine to be like stimulated for your workout, but then you're too much caffeine is going to constrict and then you're not going to get the blood flow that you're ultimately looking for. Mm, okay. Cool. For what I take, vitamin D, fish oil, multivitamin, lion's mane, supposed to be good for your brain. So 
kind of more like health supplements. Um, sometimes magnesium at night uh, to help with sleeping. For working out, I'll take creatine. Sometimes there's been alanine in it. Um, it's usually not just like straight creatine. And then protein powder. I did forget I take magnesium also. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it doesn't necessarily help me sleep. Magnesium? Like the dreams can wake me up almost. <laughs> it like, almost seems to have... You know when I, I when I do like to take it is immediately after a really hard workout. Mm. I feel like it helps with recovery. Yeah. There was this one guy who was saying, you know, like when your training session is like super stimulating and your nervous system and muscle, you know, like your muscles and stuff, you're just doing like a good general strength training session and some good aerobic stuff. But when you're going like maximal type exercise, magnesium helps kind of calm things back down mm. in a quickly. Yeah. So then you're not kind of carrying that level of intensity throughout the remainder of your day. So, yeah. And two, magnesium can have a very calming effect. Like I'm a, I'm pretty wired up when I'm in the gym, um, you know, when I'm coaching, but sometimes I'll take magnesium and people notice that I'm mm -hmm. just like a little more docile. Interesting. Like, yeah. and they kind of kid with me. Did you take your <laughs> magnesium today? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do find if you take in like the afternoon or close to bed, like every once in a while, you will get almost like an energizing effect from it. Energizing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I can't tell if it's doing anything. Um, but so I'll, some nights I don't take it. Sometimes I do. But it's not like super consistent, I guess. I also like eat a fiber wrap just for the fiber I like almost consider it as like a food supplement I, w I wouldn't eat it if I didn't want to get the fiber um, but that's like pretty much all the stuff I take you know and there's some people <clears throat> there's there's some outfits out there that kind of look down their nose on supplements that you should strive to get it all from food or get it all naturally but you know that's ideal world is that you would, mm -hmm. you know, do everything perfectly. And, um, I was telling a story the other day in grad school, we took an advanced nutrition class and this was, you know, 15 years ago, but they had a, an app where you could track all your food and it would, um, give you a readout of, you know, even the brand names you would enter. And then it would give you a readout of all the micronutrients, vitamins, uh, macronutrients, give you a profile and then it would spit out a graph and then show you where you're deficient and so I was pretty well read at the time so I was going like a plus plus diet I was eating sp spinach and Ezekiel bread for the fiber and the um, whole grains and you know tons of protein varying my protein sources all that kind of stuff and I was still very deficient in like several mm -hmm. important aspects so you know and that's going full bore with pretty good, what I consider good knowledge of nutrition. So your average person, you know, they probably got some holes in their game and that's where supplementation can be. Yeah. Can be good. <clears throat> and you made a point earlier too about like how it can Oh yeah. create momentum and. Well, that's kind of like piggybacking off of uh, what you're telling me about like 
back in the day when you'd have younger athletes coming in with like no energy and giving them some supplements to get like better workouts so like if the supplement is going to help you i guess train better you might um, adapt a little quicker so you you'll see results faster and then that could like lead to more behaviors outside the gym of like doing the right things trying to sleep more trying to get more hydration um so it's just kind of like a compound effect of better overall performance and health just because you took a supplement and it was helping you see something maybe a little better or you felt better and that like carried out to other aspects of health yeah it's a good point it creates momentum mm -hmm. and then yeah you feel good your workout's good so now you had a good workout and then your trainer's telling you hey you got to eat a little bit better and go to sleep on time like maybe yeah now mm -hmm. you're a little bit more bought into the process yeah and on paper, yeah, that sounds very nice to say, like, you should focus on your nutrition first, but, you know, being realistic, mm -hmm. you know, help people get, get and create some momentum. Yeah. <clears throat> momentum is huge. And people generate momentum differently. Like, we were talking about one of our clients is signs up for four days a week. So was struggling to come three times a week sign up for a four times a week package and my instinct was to kind of point out like hey you've been struggling with three times why would why are you signing up for four and to her that was the motivation to make sure she was now doing three and shooting for four because mm -hmm. she knew she wanted to get more exercise throughout the week so to her that made sense yeah but from like a clinical setting it's like you know you can only sign up for three days a week like to her that makes sense and yeah. that helps her create momentum yeah I mean everyone processes stuff differently and like whatever makes sense to someone doesn't make sense to everyone else so whatever works for you however in your brain helps you do something uh, better more power to you but yeah it's definitely interesting I feel like as things like are all kind of aligning like in a good way it just makes life feel I don't know better in some some aspects because I've been like more consistent with exercise more consistent with diet like tracking food so there's like a, almost a dopamine effect from that of just like hitting the numbers of um, calories or protein goals and then just seeing like the results physically it's like rewarding in that sense as opposed to um eating junk and getting that immediate reward and then the guilt afterwards. Um, it's interesting because like you could go into a workout feeling not so good and you all, I feel like most of the time you'll feel good afterwards, but not, not so much with diet and eating something not so great and feeling good after. But That's we true. still kind of do it to ourselves all the time. So kind of just shifting it. Yeah, I mean, how do you describe that? Is that the compound effect? Like, you know, because I see that. We've, we've been challenging each other to start getting back in shape. And, like, mm -hmm. you have a plan now. You're supplementing. You're eating better. you you got to go to sleep on time. Mm -hmm. So it is interesting. Like, you know, sometimes it seems like the cart before the horse, but you do. You start to get, like, momentum. Yeah. Reminds and then, like, other people <laughs> see it. Like, Rod, because, like, yeah, you've been – doing so good with your food and your stuff and you could like see the results on your body so it's like motivating her to 
get her food dialed in and like some have some sort of plan because my like I have I'll eat pretty much the same type of food all the time so I'll just prep it and then eat it for four days prep it again and then just keep repeating so she notices it and the benefits I guess it, it has for me yeah so like someone said don't underestimate the impact we have on other people even at, like not just as coaches but as like individuals and the people around us yeah inspiration mm-hmm. energy cannot be created or destroyed Gotta lead trans- by example i guess <laughs> yeah well we transfer it back and forth and then like there's times where i'm low energy and then you're high energy mm-hmm. and it like yeah it, like rubs off and you want to carry your weight and you yeah. know vice versa that's what's cool about the gym you know you hear about the culture of a gym but it's kind of where we're at right now as a as a group mm-hmm. but that's you know coming back to supplements you know like you could go into the physiologic reasons why but it's one more reason to get excited. You know, if you're if you're lacking niacin and B vitamins, those give you like a positive mm-hmm. antidepressant, more blood flow to the muscle. You know, there's there's actually like research on erectile dysfunction that niacin helps with like sexual health and um, get the blood flow. Get the blood <laughs> flowing, and then you exercise. Now you have blood flow to your brain. Yeah. You know, like you said, the whole quality of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, you can change your outlook on life by taking some supplements, getting a workout and doing some foam rolling. It's like mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you, you have a new lease on life. And yeah, it's always funny to me when the, the 530 group comes in here because I picture these guys going to work after a great stimulating workout They're They walk out of here at, you know, 615, 630 in the morning, you know, riding high. And I picture them walking into work mm-hmm. at seven versus somebody who just kind of like rolled out of bed and ate a Pop-Tart. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, like you it's probably tangible to see that difference in energy mm-hmm. that is interesting and not to underestimate the power of placebo effect too like if you're starting a new supplement like i'm sure it should have effects on your workout but maybe not right away but even the fact that you're taking it you might have a, the mental placebo of pushing a little bit harder and knowing that you have this drink or pre-workout or whatever um well that that was our old stance was like we didn't tip you know typically you go to like classroom setting like for trainers and it's Mm -hmm. you should get your food from your nutrition from food and food sources first yeah that's great but then you see like high school kids come walking in and you're like miserable ate crappy food all day yeah come in very low energy and you put a little something in their bloodstream that like you know, it's not like drugs or anything. It's just yeah. B, B vitamins and some acids. some amino acids, and all of a sudden they're like talking faster. You know, like exercise is fun and cool, mm-hmm. and then it creates that positive feedback loop. And then next thing you know, you know, after like a training cycle, all of a sudden you got something going, and you create you've created that momentum and gotten some good results because that's what gets results over time is like checking that box repeatedly. And if supplements help you do that, you know, there you go. For sure. It's hard to, it, like, if you're happy, I feel like it spreads around to other people too. So, happy, healthy. No more war. It's hard to fight if you're happy. <laughs> it's true. There's no or, reason. like, why would you fight? There's no reason to. No conflict. 
feeling grateful. Grateful. You are feeling good. I do feel You're fucking good. <laughs> world peace. <laughs> it's nice when like you do stuff and it uh, like takes you. It's it's hard like you put in a lot of work and like you don't see any result from it. But when you do see the result, then it's like why not be happy and grateful for an anything and everything. So I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> the power of uh, I want to take what he's taking. I guess reaching certain goals or like seeing that come to fruition. Yeah, I mean it's all compound effect and then like who you surround yourself with and you know I don't know, you forget like so we used to with all the high school kids especially like hey have you considered supplement like when we see like low energy or slow adaptation from workout to workout you can kind of assume that there's something going on either with sleep or nutrition so yeah we just got to the point where we would just recommend you know supplements based on what we found and you know beta alanine creatine niacin those are all well researched it's all safe naturally occurring Mm -hmm. you get it from food but if you're not eating quality food you're kind of never going to get yeah. the benefits of any of those things. So that's what it is. You're supplementing your diet, supplementing your training, so you get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it creates that, like, energy of if you're working out next to somebody like that where you see that energy on a daily basis, you're like, God almighty, like, what is that person doing that mm-hmm. they can keep up with their that kind of pace or that kind of work ethic? Yeah. It's got to feel good. Sleep well. That's a, like one hard thing to overcome is poor sleep. Because low energy for the rest of your day, and then it's use stimulants to get some energy. And now you can't sleep, so it's like a never-ending cycle of poor sleep and stimulants and poor sleep and stimulants and burnout and cortisol it sounds so simple in a certain environment but how you don't get enough sleep or don't prioritize your sleep could be one of the most self-destructive behaviors Mm -hmm. you know enough sleep is important And, you know, even from a health perspective, performance perspective, when you start to justify not getting enough sleep on a consistent basis, that's that's a poor path to be going down. Mm -hmm. Another one that we were talking about, too, is as an adult, once you identify like a caloric range, like if you're super active versus inactive, let's say, you know, 2,200 to 3,000 calories is a range for what somebody your size should be eating it's pretty outrageous how many calories we can eat on like a like christmas vacation oh, yeah. for example or like any get, vacation yeah people that go on vacation and it's like vacation from what like reality Va- i'm yeah. taking a health vacation i want i do, <laughs> I do not want to be a healthy person you know and it's, yeah. yeah i mean maybe you eat a couple hundred too many calories a day but like gaining 10 pounds over a six-day span like that's not normal 
Yeah. How does that become normal in our society? True. And that sounds preachy, but like when you like think about that, like if your normal caloric intake should be 2,500 calories and you go to a restaurant where the entrees are 1,600 calories and then the, the appetizer, the appetizer and yeah. then you maybe drink a, a cocktail along with it mm-hmm. and then you've already eaten throughout the day. Like, yeah. You know, that's how you do that chronically. Yeah, even or doing that on like the weekend. So you're hitting your numbers good throughout the week and then Saturday, Sunday, you're double what you're supposed to be. That negates all the work you did during the week. So Right. Then you ask, why am I not losing weight if I do all the, I'm working out and I'm under eating, I guess, during the week or if you're forcing yourself to be in a deficit, but. All that work gets undone on the weekend. Right. If you could teach that skill to, let's say, high school kids. You know, high school, you're probably getting close to being fully grown. You mm-hmm. know, if you taught, you, it wouldn't be a good skill in, like, grade school. I mean, maybe, like, understanding what a macronutrient is or mm-hmm. what a calorie is. Not that you want kids counting yeah. calories if they're active and developing. But, you know, I'm sure there are, like, I'm sure there's dietitians out there that, work with kids and know that formula in and out of like if you're growing you should eat this many excess calories and yeah you know but even just like <coughs> understanding how you feel after you eat or like are you actually hungry are you are you full but you like just want the taste of whatever dessert is and that's an extra three five hundred calories so I mean, if you're trying to gain weight, you should get used to be feeling full. But if you're trying to lose weight, you should probably get used to feeling a little hungry. Not like starving, but you shouldn't be feeling full after. I guess there's ways to like, you know, like volume eating. Um, but if you're tracking stuff or if you're eating your, what you normally would eat, but just less of it. You know, it seems like the current conversation on nutrition is trending towards meat, vegetables, and fruit. Like, that's Simple it. Simple stuff, yeah. Eat as much fruit. You know, I, I, I even find this too. Like, you're craving something, eat two apples. Yeah, I've been eating more fruit. You know? Eat two apples and then see if you're still... And then yeah. you eat a third out. Like, at some mm-hmm. point, you're, you're not going to, like, <laughs> overeat apple. You're going to no, eat wait, no way. to a certain extent, but, yeah. you know... You know, you eat cereal or chips or, yeah. you know, stuff that's super hyper palatable. You're going to eat a ton of calories. Mm-hmm. And there's not as much fiber content either. So Right. And there's probably more <coughs> oils and sodium in that stuff too. Chips at least. Fruit too. I was, tell- I was telling the story. During, during COVID, you know, I was staying like well read and list- I'd listen to everybody and there's a doctor talking about the benefits of uh, quercetin, I think that's how you pronounce it, quercetin. Um, but it helps shuttle zinc into your cells. Zinc is not like readily available, but it's super important for your immune system. And that's found in like fruits and vegetables, colorful fruits and vegetables. So there's that aspect also. So I'm just looking something up. One pound of blueberries is... 250 calories a pound a pound so you'd have to eat a whole pound that's <laughs> a lot of blueberries i mean the the <coughs> carbohydrate content would be high but like even what is a normal serving maybe a cup 
cup is 84 calories. So How many carbohydrates is in? In a cup, um, 21 grams of carbs. A cup is a decent amount of blueberries. Yeah. I've been eating like two cups at night. How many carbs and two apples? I'm going to go pink lady because that's what I usually eat. That was, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> two medium-sized pink ladies would be 144 calories and 38 carbs. Yeah, so you're getting 38. This is safe. For example, that's the equivalent amount of carbs and calories in a can of Pepsi. How many How many grams of fiber does it say? Um, I don't think I can tell. No? Oh, wait, hold on. Six grams. 6.6. Yeah, solid. So it'd be 28 grams of sugar, six grams of... That's considered like high fiber. Fiber. And then compared to any other type of candy or soda sugary drink there is also the added uh, micronutrients of the vitamins and minerals that you get from fruit or veggies versus processed stuff let's say two two cups of blueberries will fill you up too it's a lot of blueberries <laughs> or whatever a pint is i usually just eat like a pint of it my little guy my one and a half year old will eat a lot of blueberries raspberries and you're like, that's a lot. And then you think about it, yeah. relatively speaking, I mean, he's eating like a half cup. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of liquid in it. Um, what else was I thinking? Oh, like, yeah, if, you, in, if you're someone with a sweet tooth, like, I love candy and sugar, sugary stuff. So it's like, you get that fixed, too, because there's a sweetness of, of the fruit. Um, kind of keeps you sane. I do like frozen mixed berries. Mm-hmm. It's my go-to. Yeah. Some protein, make a smoothie. Put some spinach in there, some ginger. It's like yeah, you get the sweet. Yeah. Taste of it. Just a, yeah. If after a meal I'm still like craving, I'll throw together like a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Or even like some nice like vanilla yogurt with fruit is nice too. Maybe I've like not have enough sugar lately to like it's like seems super sweet like some of these vanilla um yogurts but it keeps um you sane i think sane bolt Mm -hmm. i've been basically going like eggs with sausage for breakfast and like apple or kiwi and then this like beef pepper spinach basically what i was putting in burritos but not in the burritos anymore so just having that with like zucchini and then more fruit like twice a day when you eat eggs how many eggs what are we talking today i ate four just because i didn't have any sausage full Um, full whole eggs always whole eggs um i could probably eat more hard like i think i've eaten so many eggs i'm getting sick of eggs (laughs) at least like scrambled ones because all I really put on it is salt and pepper. I could probably make it a little better, but um, so now I'll eat like breakfast sausage with it, um, just to have more protein.
because two eggs is only like 12 to 14 grams of protein so it's not enough even four eggs is like 24 grams of protein 28 the reason i yeah so whole eggs but the reason i ask is there will be guys that eat like two eggs and these guys are like 265 pounds i'm like dude i eat a full egg and then like like nine whites like yeah so yeah, that's what six and twenty. That's like thirty-five grams of protein. I feel like with egg whites, you gotta like definitely put some seasoning in it because that's, for me at least, it's even worse. So I go one full egg, which is like six grams of fat, and then for my meals, I'm looking at like eighteen grams of fat. So then I just like sprinkles a little bit of cheese. Mm, okay, that would help. Yeah, it helps with the taste and the salt a little bit. Yeah, maybe with some fruit or like a I've piece of toast. Been going zucchini a lot lately forget how good like a roasted zucchini is <laughs> <laughs> zucchini potatoes simple stuff sweet potato goes well with eggs you make like a hash oh, yeah, yeah. like Definitely. mash them up and then put the eggs over the top salt mm-hmm. good stuff katie once told me oatmeal with um like over easy eggs i do that on the oatmeal, yeah. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> I good. I used to do that, yeah. I wouldn't say I loved it, but it definitely makes a plain oatmeal taste better. And I do like the soft, like the, I like the yolk. I was, re- I, it's one of those things that when you start reading, like on internet or whatever, you're like down a rabbit hole. You probably mm-hmm. couldn't find it again if you wanted to. I remember reading about complex carbohydrate, like beans, oatmeals, you know, whole grains, all that stuff. It's very soothing to your nervous system. So like a chili or like a soup. Hmm. The oatmeal made, made me think of that because when you put the eggs over the oatmeal, it's just like a very like rich yeah. sensation to it. You feel full like forever. Mm-hmm. I went through a phase of that where I'd eat that like in the middle of the day, like for lunch. And then you're just like good stretch till dinner time. Like yeah. you could go like five, six hours without. that'll definitely keep you full we're geeking out on nutrition but yeah long story short with the supplements look up beta alanine creatine monohydrate um basically all the experts suggest monohydrate it's the cheapest form of creatine but um the recommended one all the other ones are like kind of maybe more marketing make cost more money um but it seems like the research is there that monohydrate is as good as those ones. And if you start with a supplement, I would recommend looking for that like crossfire effect. Because if you're already drinking caffeine and then you take a pre-workout and it has more caffeine, so like, yeah, make sure you're reading, you know, ingredient labels. Same thing with like the niacin, vitamin D. You know, there might be crossover to some of the things that you're eating. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, just I would caution to to look out that you're not getting astronomical amounts of some of these things. For sure. Yeah, I don't I don't think you need to like take everything all at the same time and see what happens. Like it's hard to <coughs> tell what's helping and or not. So you can introduce one at a time. Might be a good idea. So beta alanine. When I first started reading the research on beta alanine, this was a long time ago. So we've been selling Beverly close to 15 years now. And um, 
you know, there's plenty of other beta alanine supplements on the market now, but it was like the rate limiting factor for like uh, lactic acid production. It like helps buffer hydrogen atoms from building up in the muscle. Hi when hydrogen starts to accumulate in the muscle, power output decreases, fatigue ultimately sets in. So a lot of the research that was being done was on like longer interval training. So like minute to four minute intervals. And then I remember during like when CrossFit got more popular and we started dealing with more CrossFitters. So most of our initial clients were athletes, so like high power. So it was it was uh, like a no brainer. So creatine, beta alanine, offset fatigue. You can do 10 sets instead of four sets, you know, and then give that some time. And then your, your, your power curve would like stay elevated for longer. You weren't getting these like steep drop offs. Um, and then when CrossFit started getting popular, I wondered to myself, like, how are these guys not taking beta alanine? And mm -hmm. then you had told me that you watched Matt Frazier's documentary and he takes, Oh yeah. He was on a podcast. He said, he takes beta alanine. Yep. Yeah. Lots of it. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, when I was, I was looking at, I was reading some stuff today. They were having people do like four minute bouts of exercise and they found that the first minute fourth minute were like statistically higher significantly higher power output for the beta alanine group the entire interval was higher what they saw was the peak power at the beginning and then the the offset in power output like was less over, over time so that's something there's a thing called a wind gate test where you start <laughs> cycling on a bike as fast as you can and this is like a lactic acid test that you do in the laboratory and you start cycling as fast as you can and as soon as you get to peak speed they drop a weight on the belt of the bike and so if you could imagine yeah it's like a, added resistance yeah it's like sprinting top speed and like hitting a sled that only has a little resistance so you're still moving at a pretty good clip but it like so your power output is still very high and so what they're looking for the height of your power output and then how well you offset fatigue and so like beta alanine is basically like not only increasing the height of the power output but also like slower offset mm. so yeah people were maintaining power outputs longer so yeah even for crossfitters endurance athletes middle endurance you know it's worth messing around with and then you see like anecdotally matt frazier's all about Mm-hmm. Beta alanine. Beta alanine. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's not the only one. I'll never forget one of the first CrossFitters that ever came through here was like a regional guy. Used to go to regionals and I was telling them about supplementation and he pulled the I get all my nutrition from food. I'm like, Yeah, okay. If I was competing in CrossFit I would want something like that up my sleeve for sure. For sure. Well, I guess that like kind of leads into categories of supplements, at least in terms of working out. It's like to enhance your workout or to help recover from the workout. So like by taking a, like even just caffeine makes you push a little harder, you'll get more out of the workout. And then um, either like amino acid or protein to help recover from the workout or even magnesium to kind of calm you down. Yeah, right. Get you back to baseline so then you could sleep normally and initiate repeat. recovery as yeah. quickly as possible 
Yeah, my brother Tim is big on supplementation. And uh, it was funny, I was talking to him on the phone, and his training's been going really well. He squatted, back squatted 260, which is like 572. And uh, he thinks he's ready for like 270. And he was saying that he needs to start taking stuff immediately post-workout. That's the effect of like a post-workout meal. So like you intensify, everything intensifies to a certain point, And then that fatigue starts to set in. So like once you once you ramp up and then you start to like bring things back down, the, the supplements like you're talking about are going to help with recovery that are going to bring you back down to baseline a little bit quicker and ensure that you get there fully because what ends up happening is if you're overstimulated throughout the day, so he'll like lift and then he'll have to work. So you're kind of like carrying around yeah. that extra, it's extra fatiguing if you didn't kind of get yourself back down to baseline. So where you would notice that is like, the next day you go to work out, you're still like excessively sore. Um, that process is faster. So in theory, you'd be ready to do another bout of exercise sooner than you would if you just let it happen completely naturally. Mm -hmm. What else we got? Supplements. Gotta be something in there. excuses is it like it comes down to like what your <coughs> goal is with anything and how does the supplement aid in reaching that goal even just feeling better though oh yeah for sure man what was it? so the dsm4 is the diagnostic manual in psychology so somebody comes into you with a set of problems and symptoms you go you open up your dsm-4 and you go down their checklist of symptoms and all the like major depressive states all like for most conditions the checklist for recommended behavior is like don't use nicotine don't use alcohol get enough sleep b vitamins you know hydration it's like yeah it's like it's lifestyle a, stuff. Yeah. Let's rule that out first, regardless of what you're trying to improve. It tends to be the first five or six bullet points yeah. to improve any condition. The low hanging fruit. Yeah. You have chemical imbalances. You have schizophrenia. You have, you know, and I'm not a doctor, so I don't get to recommend <laughs> those behaviors to solve any problems, but yeah. it's something that they recommend like right off the bat. Like almost everybody can do this. Just proves, by it, proves the quality of your life almost changing instantaneously. Changing lifestyle. Interesting. Well, then you have to like go back to why did you take it in the first place? That's some deeper, some deep shit. Psychological some stuff. Philosophical, though. esoteric. <clears throat> yeah what's causing the, the behavior or like the poor behavior societal it is pretty cool you know you, you talked about it, like being around people you sound like we're like patting ourselves on the back but <laughs> when you're around people that are aligning and they have good energy it's it's cool it's contagious mm -hmm. 
like excuses it's contagious mm -hmm. but so is positivity energy yeah it's not created or destroyed it just gets transferred and then if you ultimately bring it back to the table or go pay it forward and influence more people to improve their lifestyle but all we're trying to do Netflix and alcohol and ice cream <laughs> or exercise sleep self-help and plenty of sleep hydration it's also nice it's getting warmer here so being able to go outside and the sun on your skin and your eyes and just moving around every day it's much easier the thought of exiting your house isn't like yeah i think that's another reason i'm feeling grateful because the, the weather is going better it's getting better for sure well you're firing on all cylinders aren't you you little fuck i'm feeling pretty good <laughs> it's good not i'm not hating not a hater I like <laughs> i like to see <laughs> I do like to see it. When there are get, people that fucking hate on people. When you get that, veiny, it makes you happier. When you're miserable, <laughs> you see somebody like killing it. You're like, yeah. again, stop with the fucking excuses. Embrace it. It's a reaction. Take the positive energy and do something with it. Any little thing. You're only in that was Goggins, of how you react. Dude, Goggins book. Or respond. Goggins book, when I was reading it, I literally, it was 1030 at night. I had had me so fucking worked up i got up and i went for a five mile run and i hate running <laughs> you ran i did it just to like just to prove it to myself like that's how pumped up i was about when was this <laughs> it's a long time ago when I, whenever i read that book yeah it was it was pretty cold out too like five miles is not like just some easy run no either. and i hate running i hate running that's about <laughs> as far as i'm willing to go interesting yeah it's the power of motivation inspiration yeah he passed that on to me and then i did something you know like mm -hmm. i did something with it and then my wife's looking at it like what the fuck and then she was probably inspired you know like same yeah. thing yeah it's one thing like maybe people close to us we can kind of put down with um like, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And just, but if you're not setting, if you're not, like, setting an example, then who are you to tell someone what to do? Someone put up a post about, like, put your oxygen. I used to use that analogy. I would lecture clients on that. You know, you got to do, this one woman in particular, I remember she was, like, an executive, and she had to travel. She had a family, four kids, and, uh, She'd get home from her long travels, and she'd feel guilty if she had to, if she wanted to, like, go work out. So she'd, like, put it on the back burner and put it on the back burner. And I'd be like, you got to, like, put your oxygen mask on first. Like, yeah. And here I'm lecturing her. And then my excuse was always like, well, I, I put my clients first. Yeah. You know, that's why I let my fitness slip. And it's, you got to, like, hold yourself accountable, too. Self-care. It's not selfish. For sure. Practice what you preach. And don't shoot on yourself. <laughs> yep. You should do this. All right. 
Let's wrap it up.